Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. This is attempt number two. Our dog was chewing on his antler again, so we yeah. had to start over. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Anyways, it's May. It is May. Yes. So I'm very happy about that yeah. because for me, May is a season where uh, the summer kind of starts. You know, there's a couple of busy things that got going on this month of May, uh, but then really the summer starts and that becomes a time for planning to the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of the year is more kind of active and mm-hmm. putting that plan in action. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. It's kind the of a change of pace for me. It's a little, little more of a downtime. A little bit, yeah. Little it's going to be a busy busy summer for our family. Yes, that's but. for sure. But um, this week we have National Day. Well, we'll recap last week. But first we have National Day of Prayer yeah. Day, uh, yeah. coming up. National Day of Prayer this Thursday. Mm-hmm. So the National Day of Prayer is always the first Thursday in the month of May. And uh, this Thursday that falls on... May 5th, and this year, the National Day of Prayer service for Bernie will be held at our church yes. at 7 o'clock. So 7 o'clock at St. John. Looking forward to it. It's a very simple service. You know, we're doing the the, uh, the ACTS model of prayers, adoration, mm-hmm. confession, thanksgiving, supplication, different pastor from town leading each one of those sections, and then interspersed with uh, songs led by our praise band. So Good. Should be nice. Yeah, well, we do need prayers for our nation. Yes, we do. <laughs> we absolutely do. It's been quite a... You know, just when you think it can't time. get any crazier, I mean, now we've got like a ministry of truth. I mean, I know. what in the world? It's really right out of Orwell. So it's, it, it's yeah. just nuts. It just couldn't. And then she also was spreading lies about, or she was calling the, yeah, I don't know. I don't Russian even know. Yeah, yeah, she was call Yes. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, it's just nuts. Literally, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. Um, well, so, okay. So that's coming up this week. Last week, you were in Florida at a church conference. Yeah, well, it was a pastor's training conference. So I've been uh, a member of this training network for a couple of years and uh, recently upgraded to the highest level, which is in-person intensive training for mm. two, two days. The training was fantastic. My, my <laughs> big takeaway for the from the training is that, um, you know, we've already put many of the first and second steps into action. Uh, and now comes, you know, kind of the third and fourth, really sort of polishing what we're doing. But we're already seeing a, a lot of good that has happened from us. So that, that was very encouraging, yes. you know, very encouraging to me. I laughed uh, because you said the conference was the good, conference was but good. the... Yeah, but the travel was awful. It was one of those where, you know, my flight was delayed for seven hours. So I missed my rental car, missed my hotel room at three in the morning. Um, my baggage never showed up. <laughs> never so, showed up. So you were like wearing the same clothes. Yeah, so I wore the same clothes for three days. My baggage did show up at the airport on the way out. So I got how to pick nice it up on them. the way out. Yeah. Yes, how nice of them. So it's crazy travel. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, the, the conference itself was, was well worth it. Okay. So I'm well, excited that, about that. That's good. Yeah. Very good. And um, finally, what else? There was one other thing I thought we were going to... Oh, well, we had Theology on Tap last night. Yeah, that was very well done. So we all... I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That was the last one for... Uh, for the year, we'll kick it up again in September, I think he said. Mm-hmm. But that was that was very nicely done. I enjoyed that conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. And of course, this coming Sunday is Mother's Day. So Ooh. just a reminder to all of you out there, right? Yes. Oh, yes. And I put on my Facebook um, that you, my books are always a good idea for Mother's Day. Thank yes, you are. for those of you who took that challenge up. Um, good idea for any day. Good idea for any yeah. day, yes. But, but especially Mother's Day. Yeah, if you're local, yes, you can get them from me. Otherwise, you can get them on Amazon or my website. Um, but the dog has decided he is going to chew the bone again. So I'm sorry. We apologize in advance if it's loud. Yeah. Okay. Let's carry on. For The first thing we do need to say is the verse we chose as mm-hmm. a memory verse, we're apologizing for <laughs> because I wrote it down on our, we have a little board in the kitchen, a little, you know, um, chalkboard and I put it on there 
and I must have used the ESV because it's mm-hmm. definitely not the NIV. And it was very hard to memorize. It's two lines or something, but because of the wording, is, is it? So here read it is. the ESV. It's, uh, make no friendship with a man given to anger, no gore, nor go with a wrathful man. Yes. Lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Right. That's the one I wrote down. I, for whatever reason, and you had a hard time with mm-hmm. it too, even though you're so good at memorizing. And this is just a few words. But anyways, the NIV says, do not be one who, no, 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 no. Yes. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. I think that's, that wording is easier because mm-hmm. it's like two, the two things at the beginning are the same. Right. Whereas the ESV like reverses it or something, mm-hmm. the order. And then it says, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. So if you tried to memorize and you had trouble this week, so did we. Yeah, we did yeah. too. Yeah. And this week we're going to pick a really super easy one, right. which we'll get to in the end. Yeah, so you know, keep, keep at it. Keep at it, keep yeah. Because it. uh, sometimes you, you choose ones that look good on paper, but turn out to be pretty hard to memorize. <laughs> exactly. So this was one of them. Exactly. So we are carrying on with the sayings of the wise, which are these 30 sayings at the end, well, not the end, close to the end of, the of end. Proverbs, found in verses, verse, uh, chapters 22 and 23. And we are today taking up what my Bible says are sayings 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking on verses, it would be verse, uh, chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Right. So let's get started. What do you let's do you want to read the first one? Sure. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one. Okay. Uh, and it's verses one, two, and three. So when you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is set before you. Put a knife to your throat if you're given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Okay, so yours says given to appetite. Mine mm. says given to gluttony. Ooh, that's even better. Yes, yeah. I think so. Because gluttony is actually one of the seven Yeah, it's a it's a sin. You know? Yes. Uh, One of the seven cardinal, what do we call it? Cardinal sins? No. Uh, seven deadly. Seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. Yes. Yeah. And so this is an interesting one. You know, I, uh, the way I think about it is the danger of whining and dying. Mm-hmm. Whining and dining. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about how someone whined and dined me, which can be a lot of fun. Right? It's great to go out with, with friends and have a good time. Oh, I see. But you also know that, you know... Being wined and dined can also be a setup for something. Right. That's the point of this one, it seems like. Right. Is that, you know, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, so here's somebody in a position of power, mm-hmm. authority, influence. So it's not just a friend. It's a ruler. Observe carefully what's set before you. Put a knife to your throat if you're given to appetite. Don't desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. In other words, be you know, hospitality can be deceptive. Right. Just because somebody is whining and dining you doesn't necessarily mean they have your best interests in mind. So well, kind right. of have your antenna up. And if you, when you use the term whining and dining, that yeah, that definitely implies mm-hmm. they're trying to get something out of you or, yeah. or woo you into something, right? Yeah, at least make and a good And it's not always horribly negative. No, no. It's but. just, you know, maybe they're trying to offer you, you know, they want you to say yes to a job or whatever it is. Yeah, and so an illustration that I could think of from the Bible was, uh, remember the story of David and Bathsheba and Uriah the Hittite? So remember, I David. I definitely remember the story. I'm trying yeah. to think who wined and dined, but yeah. well, and so okay. David, you know, David takes Bathsheba. Bathsheba yep. gets pregnant, and then David recalls her husband yes. Uriah from the war front, wines and dines Whoa. him, puts a big feast, gets him drunk, and says, "Hey, Uriah, why don't you go home?" Heh, heh, heh. And Uriah oh, doesn't. That's and you know, right. he sleeps. And he says, "How could I possibly go home when my my colleagues are lying out in the field?" So uh. you know, David kind of shakes his head does the same thing the second night, this time wines and dines on more and says, hey, Uriah, why don't you go home? You know, see what's going on down there? Right. He says, how can I possibly go home when my colleagues are out in the field? And then the third night, David decides to 
send him back to the, the front with the front a death a, summons. Yes, so. the front of line. So, and if you if you missed the if you didn't if you don't know about this story, he was you know David was with Bathsheba. Yeah, and so and David, he impregnated her, right. and so he was trying to get her husband to come back so that it didn't seem like David did that. Exactly, yes, that's the underlying. Yeah, so you yes. got to be careful. I mean, so you yes. know that that would be an illustration of sitting down to dine with a ruler mm-hmm. and being. You know, being aware that there might be an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Another example might be Daniel, right? He was, um, oh, yeah. he was. Um, well, there was kind of strings attached to what the what the leaders there were giving him, and mm-hmm. he said, "No, we're going to keep our Jewish diet or yep. whatever." Yeah, no, uh, no pork wrapped shrimp for us, please. Mm, we'll nope. just take the vegetables, right? <laughs> and the nuts. And the nuts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And of course, there is one biblical uh, exception to this rule, which is, you know, except when your pastor asks you to serve on a committee, then you should always say yes. Oh, but yeah, you don't usually wine and dine for it's that. It's in the fine print. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. No, no you no, don't. No, yeah, no, you know, it's the wine and dine. Okay, well, so let's let's move on from there to go to, well, no, we got we can't move on until we talk about this, putting a knife to your throat. I mean, that's very strong language about, about gluttony. Yeah, yeah, right. that really is. It's kind of like the the really, you know, if, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's that yeah. kind of language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, keep, uh, um, yes, yeah, so yours talks about gluttony. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in, it's one of the, our major challenges in, in, you know, our culture because oh, we do live in a culture of excess. Mm-hmm. And the prime example being food, really. Yeah. I mean, excess most people, what do they say, right. 70 percent of people are overweight or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's definitely a struggle of many, many people. Yeah, and it's an easy thing to do. I mean, it's easy to eat a little bit, uh, overeat a little bit here, a little oh, for bit sure. there. Next thing you know, you know, you're 10, 15 pounds overweight mm-hmm, or something. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so that's a hard one. Okay, well, let's move on from there to go to the next. We're going to carry on the discussion okay. about this because then we'll skip um, the next saying first okay. and come back to it because saying nine is also about food. All right. So read saying nine, please. All right. Six, so this is verse six. This verse, starting with verse six. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies. For he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says, but his heart is not with you. What is oh, happening yeah. to our dog? <laughs> okay. Okay. Try that again. Okay. Wait. Okay. Eat, okay well, keep going. I'm just watching them. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll read that one again. So, okay. uh, that's hilarious. Uh, do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies. For he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the morsels that you have eaten and waste your pleasant words. Wow. You will vomit up the mm. little you have eaten. Mm-hmm. And you have wasted your compliments. Yeah. That's what mine says. Okay, so this is kind of the other end of the spectrum, right? The yeah. first is, you know, the delicacies and the king giving you all this stuff. And the second one is a begrudging host, or yeah. yours says yeah. a stingy man, a right? Stingy, yeah. And so I think a good example would be, I uh, remember there's a story of a time when Jesus ate with a, a fellow called Simon the Pharisee. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in the midst of that meal, there was a woman who came in and... Um, and wept over his feet mm-hmm. and anointed his feet with her hair. Uh, and then Jesus, you know, takes this Simon the Pharisee to task. And he says, Simon, I came into your house and you offered me no kiss of greeting. Uh, you, I came into your house. You didn't offer to wash my feet. I came into your house. You didn't give me any oil for my head. So here would be an example of a stingy host. Okay. That he's doing all the right things, but it's with a bad spirit. Okay. It's a very begrudging spirit. Okay. So that would be, would be an illustration. And there's another uh, wonderful little cross-reference here. So I'm going to turn, hmm. this is uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6. Okay. Very famous passage. Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, 
where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart shall be also. Mm-hmm. So that's this cup put on the side. We've got this teaching about money, the teaching about food. Okay. Verse 22. So the eye is the lamp of the body. And so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, and the word is literally, if your eye is stingy or oh. evil. If your eye is stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Hmm. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and despise the other, or he will love the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Uh, and so it's, I think it's a fascinating thing that the, the passage is literally, if your eye is evil, or if your eye is stingy. Hmm. Uh, and so it refers to um, it refers to somebody who is begrudging with their wealth. Sure. And so Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, is talking about how you have to be generous with your money. You know, you can't be kind of, oh, I'll give you this five dollars, but... <laughs> You can't be, uh, be be begrudging in your in your giving to him. You have to be generous, uh, and so too we have a person who, on the surface, is being generous. Eat and drink, he says, but mm-hmm. underneath it, there's this this kind of mumbling, murmuring heart against it. Right, and okay, that's interesting. Yeah. The eye is stingy. Never heard that before. That translation, um, but. Also, we get in, I don't know, Corinthians maybe, that says, you know, God loves a cheerful, cheerful giver, giver right. not a begrudging giver. God yeah. loves a cheerful giver, um, which can be hard sometimes, right, to yeah. give cheerfully. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because God's asking for a tithe, which is 10%. It's a lot of money. Yeah, um, and so sometimes we struggle with being a cheerful giver, um, but that is what we're called to be. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, the next one, good. Now we're going to talk about money now because we're yeah. going to go to saying eight, which is we're going to go so back, back and do one. verses four and five. What do they say? So four and five. This is, uh, do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist, for when your eye lights upon it, it is gone. And suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Okay, let me read it in the NIV too, because sometimes I do think it's a little clear. Do not wear yourself out to get rich, which mm-hmm. I like. Yours just says, do not toil. Toil. Yeah. Which, I mean, let's be honest, Proverbs is really fond of work. Yeah. I mean, it's very, not fond of laziness. Yeah, it is. So, you know, this is that mine says, yeah, do not wear yourself out to get rich. And there's a difference. There you is. Know. But, you know, in, in, the, in the wisdom literature, toil has yeah. this sense of kind of unending work. Okay. Uh, rather than you know productive oh, it labor, okay. it's this sort of okay. you know toil and trouble. Okay. And my heart is full of nothingness. And then I kinda, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> you do you play that role so Thank well. You. Okay, you. Um, do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Sort of that idea mm. of don't be wise in your own eyes. Cast but a glance at riches, and they are gone. Well, did you see what the stock market is at today? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I mean, how many billions, billions and billions of dollars were lost last week? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Yeah. So basically the idea is not holding too tightly to earthly things and money being yeah. the primary being example. Yeah. And again, you know, it's a Jesus picks up the same rhythm in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. Because he starts by talking about, uh, you know, do not lay up treasures on earth mm-hmm. where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then he warns about an evil eye, about having a miserly okay. or a, a begrudging attitude. Mm-hmm. And then we see the same thing here in, in this Proverbs. You know, verses 4 and 5 talk about do not trust in wealth because it can fly away like mm-hmm. an eagle. Uh, and then also, you know, be aware of people with a grudging or begrudging spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I, I think it's a nice little parallel. Yeah. It? 
It's there, almost like Jesus kind of read this book. It's almost know? like Jesus knew the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, that's good. Let's move on to, there's something about our words in verse, saying 10, verse 9. Saying 10, verse 9. So verse 9, this is, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. Mm -hmm. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool. Okay, mine says, do not speak to fools, mm -hmm. for they will scorn your prudent words. Yeah. And okay. It's, and it's important to, uh, to understand, <clears throat> excuse me, that in the, in the Bible, fool doesn't mean stupid. It really means stubborn. Oh. Uh, and so a person is a fool in the Bible, not because of ignorance or a lack of education, but a person is a fool because of an act of will, a stubbornness. Okay. And obstinacy, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. Right. right? Okay. Good. That's a good uh, point. So that, that's a very important point here because what, what's being warned against here is do not speak in the hearing of a fool. In other words, uh, you know, don't. It, it is not saying don't talk to people who lack understanding. Got By it. all means, you know, speak to them and, and help them understand, clarify who God is and what's going on. But rather, do not speak in the person of. You know, we probably all have at least one friend who's that die-hard committed atheist right and there's there's nothing you can do you know mm -hmm. jesus himself could show up mm -hmm. and they'd say no i'm, I'm having a dream you know there's mm -hmm. that's yeah. a fool got it okay it's, a, it's an act of will not of not of um not of intellectual understanding okay well so. and, and i think this kind of carries like what jesus said when he says uh you know don't throw your pearls before pigs right yeah it's kind yeah. of the same idea yeah is that uh, you know you have to know your audience and yep. that there are some people that it certainly is worth investing in having conversations with uh, and some who will just completely reject it out of hand. Right. You know, I think about some of the the uh, internet videos we've seen of speakers trying to engage at colleges. Oh my goodness. Uh, and there's a difference between engaging with somebody, debating with somebody. You know, they might not agree with you, mm -hmm. but you debate with them to try to, to help that person see your side, right? So that's a civil debate mm -hmm. versus just, you know, canceling the speaker, shouting, drowning them out, rushing them off the oh, stage. Oh, they, they like slap and hit and exactly. it's violent yes so that would be a fool you know some it's an act of will okay not in not, not an uh intellectual mm -hmm. thing that's an interesting yeah, point that's yes crazy. yeah no i just read a book called the coddling of the american mind and it actually deals with this issue about uh what life is like on campuses today with this whole yeah cancel culture and trigger warnings and how just like the idea that we've now believe ideas can seriously be violent like the yeah. ideas are violent like yeah. we, we can't even allow people to hear certain things yeah and it's just crazy yeah how horrible that is yeah um crazy. you got to think about sending where you send your kids no, these you days yes okay well the next one is going to be uh, i go by saying so mm -hmm. i'm at saying 11 okay and this is kind of a repeat from it from is. last week so why don't you go for it yeah so verse 10 uh do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless for their redeemer is strong and he will plead their cause against you. Okay, so last time, it this this one picks up a little bit. Last mm -hmm. week, we talked about do not move an ancient boundary stone. Right. And it just said set up by your ancestors. And right. we talked about how, you know, that was, uh, you know, physically that was a land issue, right? right? It's kind of like cheating when you move the boundary stone to kind of get more land. Yeah, moving the goalposts, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And yep. And we also talked about how that could be, you know, just the toppling of traditions or whatever. Um, but this time it takes it one step further. So it says don't move an ancient boundary stone or um, encroach on the fields of the fatherless, for their defender is strong and he will take up their case against you. Mm -hmm. So this adds a little layer to it that these, you know, especially don't do this to the oppressed or right. to the poor. For those who don't know, the, the, 
uh, who, who don't have uh, legal recourse, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, and uh, and again, you know, once again, we see that God sticks up for the uh, the poor, yep. for the um, for the underdog, for those who have no one else to stick up for them. God is their defender, and so you know, when you mess with them, you mess with him, and you're going to lose that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we talked about last time that there wasn't a preferential option for the mm-hmm. poor. That's the theological sort of doctrine, but that God certainly has a primary concern for them. Yeah, that's right? a good way of a primary yeah. concern. I like that. That's um, much better. Yeah. Um, but here, and then fatherless, we should say it's kind of a biblical category as well. The orphan and the fatherless, you know, yep. the widows and orphans basically are people who don't in this culture have like a man. Right. Because protecting them, right? Yeah, it was, it was a patriarchal culture mm-hmm. in that, uh, that women had a standing in the culture through the man. Mm-hmm. So whether that was through their father or through their husband. Right. Um, they, they stand only through the man. And so someone who has neither father nor husband right. is just out of luck, right. basically. Exactly. But it says their defender is strong. Mine says defender. I like yours better, redeemer, because mm-hmm. that's a whole concept as well in the scriptures um, uh, about sort of this kinsman redeemer mm-hmm. type that we see in Ruth. Right. Um, uh, it's like a relative who, as we spoke about in a patriarchal culture, a relative who would come to the to the need of one of these fatherless or widows yeah right yeah it's, it's kind of the uh it's kind of like a daddy warbucks riding in on a, a horse with yes. a white hat or something exactly you know, kind of so, exactly well that's a crazy illustration daddy warbucks riding in with know. a white it's yeah. kind of dukes of hazard yeah. slash well, you know. daddy warbucks yeah i don't know okay okay well. let's go with the last one all right so verse 11 uh but no, no verse, 12. verse 12 and it's okay. also saying 12 verse 12 Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Okay. And that's actually what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to look at the Proverbs. That's what they're for. They're for um, instructing our hearts and gaining knowledge and gaining wisdom, really. And this is just a really short little one. And I think this would be a good one to memorize because it's, yeah, easy. it's nice <laughs> and we, easy. We really messed and, it up last time. And if you mind, uh, you know, in verse 9, I was talking about fools. The point I was trying to make about fools is that it's not just, an, it's not a lack of mental understanding. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a heart issue, a will issue. And so the flip side of that is we say the same thing for wisdom. Wisdom is not simply knowledge. Mm. I mean, it, it implies knowledge, but wisdom is also knowing how to use it. Yeah. Uh, and so here we see, we see that wisdom is gained through an act of will. Apply yeah. your heart to instruction. Uh, give you know, give ear to words of knowledge. So it's it's making a, an, an act of will to submit to your to submit yourself to what God says, and learn from experience that what God says is good and right and true. Yeah, yeah. So. It has to be received, right? Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to receive wisdom, and we all know what it's like when you have a child or or someone you're trying to teach something, and they're actually we call them teachable. You know, they're open to instruction yeah. or coachable is one way of looking at it. Um, it's very different when somebody's totally shut off and doesn't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we got a couple of those at the moment. And that's, <laughs> and that's the hard thing about it. I'd say um, one. And, you know, it's, it's just perfectly natural, right? You know, because as you grow up and develop you, uh, in your teenage years, you're, you're becoming more of an independent person. Mm-hmm. You want to be wise in your from eyes. The, yeah, from the mother and father's perspective, you're like, just listen to me. <laughs> you're going to, this is not going to end up well for you. Right. You know, but, well, they, they live and learn and then do. come back around. They yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is interesting. I'm sure I yes. never gave my parents any heartburn. No, of course no, I'm not. Sure not. Never, I'm sure not. Yeah. Never. So what's our um, memory verse? Okay, let's go with that. Okay. Apply which... your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. We're, let's go with NIV this time, just because sure. uh, last time we went with yours. And, Sounds good. Yes. 
Um, okay, so, so apply your heart to instruction and your, your ear ears to words, words of, of knowledge. knowledge. I like it. It's just simple, and it'll as as if you memorize it, it'll just be there. So that like when you're having these moments, maybe you're reading the word, or someone is, you know, your spouse is trying to convince you of something or whatever. You'll have this on your mm-hmm. heart to, that you should be open to receiving mm-hmm. things, yeah, knowledge, uh, open and uh, teachable spirit. I uh, like that. Yeah, open and teachable, coachable spirit. Very good. All right. Well. That's all for today, right? That's all for today. So happy Mother's Day to you all. And we'll talk to you next uh, Monday. Yes.